0: So, Marcus Maria, I don't know if you know this, but I kind of used to be a bit of a chub back in the day. I don't believe that.
1: I've never seen you in actual person, but I've seen enough of you. I I stalked your socials a little bit. No way
0: that you were chubs. You stalked me? Well, you got to go back really far (laughs) on Facebook to find. Yeah, that's what I took. But you got to go very far back on Facebook to find out, really, Caleb, with the, the chubby cheeks. Not like baby but, like, middle school, high school era, and it, it wasn't necessarily my fault, and that's not, like, just, like, push the blame on anybody, but I do have a chronic illness called, wait for it, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. Is that POTS? Or POTS for short.
2: Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, POTS, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I, the fancy term is the other one, but, and I had it for a period of my time in my life really badly. Um going over a speed bump would cause me even so much pain so you can imagine working out wow. or just like doing anything active would hurt also a bunch of idiot doctors loaded me up on opioids that caused me to gain a ton of weight that led me to being a little a little bit overweight for my age and so I went to the Mayo Clinic actually you guys know what the Mayo Clinic is heard of it yes. Best hospital in the world. Amazing. Up in Rochester, Minnesota. Um, And they taught me how to like learn with my chronic illness and whatnot. Um, But a huge part of it was exercising and realizing that I needed to get a certain amount of exercise every week so my body could cope with POTS, my chronic illness, better. And then, so that's really when I started. And I also... I wanted to look good for the ladies. And so I I between my chronic illness and like learning how to that I needed to have exercise and wanting to look good for the ladies, I made a decision then that I would work out like you know, 5 to 6 times per week. Ah, the love of a woman, the ultimate motivator. Is
2: that the case, y'all?
0: Oh yeah, especially especially for a middle school, high school boy, oh my gosh, you're like...
1: Yeah, it, I mean, Maria, you don't even understand the power that you hold. You're a nice enough person that you don't... I can tell you probably don't hold it over people's heads, but women out there in the population don't quite grasp the fact that a, a junior high, high school age boy would do just about anything for that Klondike bar, okay? i have just yeah. put it <laughs> like that and try to keep it as nice as I can
0: what would you do for a client act bar? But <laughs> uh That's right,
2: yeah. Caleb. Yeah. Right well, up tune.
0: I So high school did a bunch of like extracurricular activities though to get my exercise in and then when I went to college I really got on that gym train, you know, working out 5-6 times a week. I don't like the term gym rat because I'm not a rat, but, but I is that you? I was it was a gym shark, let's just say that. A gym um shark and,
2: can <laughs> confirm. And,
0: You know, I wasn't able to put, like, muscle on that quickly because, like, I can't eat a ton because of my illness, but ever since doing it, I've just, I've loved working out. Uh, It gives me so much more energy, and it it makes my day so much more energized, which I love, Um, and, like, in my opinion, I was able to pull a very good-looking girlfriend, so.
2: She is a smoke show.
0: Let me just tell you this. In the
1: same way that you are a gym shark and not a gym rat, I am a a couch powerlifter and not a couch potato. Um, (laughs) I'm not really a fan of the gym. My wife was a college athlete. Um, She is in the gym five, six days a week, easy, sometimes seven. Um, And I, I envy that because I don't have the motivation.
2: Me either.
1: uh, My wife's like, Hey, you'll live longer. It's like, well, what's the, what's the guarantee that I'm enjoying this right now? Like if I have to go (laughs) to the gym, I'm going to enjoy it less. Why would I want to do it for longer? So, But I think a lot of people have that mentality and look, I know it's not a good decision for me, but I could really use some motivation, uh, you know, to get into the gym, maybe even just three times a week and get off my ass because I do sit a lot at work.
0: Well, I tell you what, like, I still think cardio is the devil. Like you will not catch me running. Like I will, I'd rather drink a bowl of toilet water than run. But I next week on the podcast, Caleb drinks toilet water.
2: While running not on a happening treadmill. folks
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, gosh you guys are so mean um, but i i really really have enjoyed the energy that it brings me even like when i don't go into the gym like during covid like gyms you had to wear a mask and i was not going to wear a mask in the gym so i just worked out at home with like no equipment and it's still it's just, just an energy portion of it that really makes me happy maria Do you you enjoy exercising? Do you have any stories about exercising?
2: This is kind of a loaded question, honestly, because I am not typically um, an exercising person, but uh, when I do exercise, I feel better. I will agree with you on that. I, I do yoga, which... Um, initially Ooh. I thought that's not for me, um, you know, because I'm really not into the practices of yoga, but the stretching piece is incredible. It is a lot harder than it looks. Um, but it's so hard. It's, it's so hard. It's really, really uh-huh. difficult, but it's also really, I feel like rewarding. Cause when you leave, you feel like limber and stretchy. But my biggest piece about working out is, um, this will tell you how much I've worked out my gym that I used to go to my favorite part about the gym was that there was a subway in the parking lot. So when I was done not <laughs> working out in the gym and listening to my music, I would go out and get myself a foot-long sub, and then I'd drive oh, yeah. about a mile down the road to a Culver's and get myself one of their little milkshake situations, and that uh, that was my workout.
1: That See, that's a gym routine I can get behind. See? Sit there, pretend, a foot-long and a milkshake. That sounds great.
2: It was awesome, and you know, like, I don't know how to use any of the gym equipment. I hate to say that, but I don't. I mean, there's some pieces, like the obvious ones, like a treadmill or a stair stepper, things like that, that I know how to use. But then you get into the things that are for your arms and for your legs, and that's just not, I'm not familiar because I've never gone regularly. Um, So I'm the one reading the instructions on the machine all the time and people are coming up behind me like are you done with this machine yet and i'm like no i'm still reading the instructions you're gonna have to wait a little bit
1: see this is another thing make it a little bit easier for me like it doesn't say anything to me for you to tell me hey come get shredded on this new pec squat machine you're gonna get absolutely filleted i don't get it i don't know what you're talking about i can't guarantee that it's fun and as far as yoga is concerned one time somebody said hey do you want to go do frozen yoga and I thought it was frozen yogurt. So I was the like best. down 100%. And they took me to the coldest park I've ever been in and made me stretch my hard hamstrings. That's
2: a thing. No, oh,
0: man. thank you. And guys aren't stretchy.
2: I know about hot yoga, but frozen yoga, I mean, also hot yogurt sounds gross. So maybe maybe yeah. the frozen yoga well, was the, the idea. Well, maybe,
0: a trucker, maybe a trucker has a goat in their cap and they're doing goat yoga. Who
1: I knows? mean,
2: I'm on board for goat yoga.
0: Can we all agree that... Frozen
1: yogurt's the shit, you guys.
2: Oh my God, it's so good. Listen to stories from the road This is unplugged. OTR on the 104 network.
1: What's up, everybody? Thanks for stopping by the program today. This is Unplugged OTR, and I am your host, Marcus. Joining me today, ushering in 2023 in the most likable way possible. Welcome, Maria.
2: Hi. That made me so happy. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know, that's all I do. I just, de- I I am a wholesaler of happiness, okay? So you can get it from me cheap. Deal. That was the dumbest thing I've ever said. Do you have any <laughs> uh, New Year's resolutions, Maria, that you would like to share with us this year? Or are you a big resolution person?
2: I used to be a big resolution person until I made resolutions that I didn't follow up on and it just caused New Year's depression. Um, but my resolution this year is going to be make a million dollars. Okay. Setting myself up for failure. <laughs>
0: man i i i guess if you're making a million dollars can i like jump aboard that please
2: yep <laughs> deal uh, but in all honesty, my New Year's resolution is to uh, have a better savings so that I can build a home.
1: I like it. See, that's a positive one. And to be honest with you, there's no depression like New Year's depression. It's one oh. of my absolute favorites in the playbook. And uh, you heard him there just a second ago. Uh, new Year, new Caleb. Uh, nope, still
0: the same guy. Welcome in, dude. Same guy, same, <laughs> the dra- same old Camry. And uh, <laughs> happy New Year's depression, everybody. We're so glad that you're here uh, in this 2023. Do you have any New Year's resolutions, Caleb? So I want to be more spontaneous, and that was one actually I had last year, um, and kind of worked out, kind of didn't. Um, but also, this one's maybe counterintuitive to what we're talking about. But I want to eat a whole dozen of Krispy Kreme donuts uh, in one sitting. So that's that's Ooh, my other resolution. I
2: like that resolution. I will join you. Thank you. We'll join. I saw other.
0: one resolution
1: uh, encapsulated within another one there because if I would describe eating a half rack of Krispy Kreme donuts is anything it would be spontaneous so oh. good job
0: <laughs> thank you Marcus, Stayed the Marcus course Marcus, there what about you man you got any resolutions
1: you know I've been thinking a lot about a thing my dad used to tell me and I think I'm gonna go with it as a new year's resolution this year shut up 10% of the time and solve 90% of your problems welcome Ooh. to the show everybody. thank god thank you well here's hoping that our next guest will talk a lot more than me because I can share in that sentiment with the rest of you. A very special guest joining us today on Unplugged OTR is Dr. Mark Manera. He is the founder and CEO of Supply Chain Fitness. Dr. Manera, thank you so much for joining us today.
3: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Please just call me Mark. It's all good. I'm excited for this conversation. (laughs) And, you know, Dr. Manera seems way too professional. All right. It's all cool. I appreciate the (laughs) intro. You know, the student loans and the seven years of school, I'll take it. But... (laughs) No, we're all friends here. We can just call me Mark.
1: Okay. Okay. I can handle that, Mark. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Tell me, why did you become a physical therapist?
3: Yeah. Well, so, you know, I think being in trucking now um, kind of didn't realize it in the moment, but now kind of being in the industry, talking to a bunch of people, everyone in this industry has like diesel in their blood. They grew up with, you know, grandparents, parents in trucking, and I just didn't have that experience. And so growing up, both my parents are optometrists, eye doctors. So they're in the medical field. And I I knew I wanted to do something in healthcare. I didn't want to just check people's eyes all day. And I also just really loved exercise, uh, fitness and working out and stuff like that. So I figured physical therapy was a really good mesh between those two of, hey, I can do kind of the preventative, get people moving, help them, you know, live a healthier life. But I'm also in the medical field. And that's kind of how I got started with all of this in trucking was kind of going through that process of becoming a physical therapist.
1: Okay, so tell me a little bit about supply chain fitness and what you provide.
3: Yeah, so supply chain fitness, we are really focused and niche down on the trucking industry. This industry as a whole is just so unique and different compared to, you know, almost any other uh industry in the world and you know, we we don't have a majority of the employees especially in the carrier side of things, working a nine to five job in a cubicle at HQ or the office all day. And so with that unique industry, uh, you know, a lot of the solutions from a health and fitness standpoint just don't apply and don't make sense and don't really stick when it comes to trying to implement at a company. So what we've done is come in and created a really focused niche down solution for trucking companies where we can come in, partner with them and provide one on one personalized health and fitness coaching for every employee out there. So we've got personalized programs built for drivers. We've got programs for office staff, warehouse, you know, the shop and just really being able to work with anyone under the umbrella of a trucking company. So Mark, we
0: live in this new world of like fitness influencers. So how do you know as a truck driver who you can really trust?
3: Yeah, man. I hate that word influencer. Like it's almost (laughs) as bad as guru. Um, But no, I, uh, (laughs) you know, I I think the biggest thing, especially in the health and fitness side of things is, you know, you're spot on Caleb with like, right now you've got everything from people trying to sell you fit tea that just like all of a sudden burns fat off of your body when you drink it to like sweat, (laughs) to sweat bands that just you sweat water out, but all of a sudden you're losing all this fat. And so there's like a lot of this, uh, you know, fake news, if you want to put it that way, stuff out in the health and fitness world. And so I think it's really important to find someone who, number one, has a background in some type of education and understands the current research, the evidence, and really doesn't try to, you know, talk over you, meets you where you're at, gives you the meat and potatoes that are actionable. And I think a majority of people in general, let's be honest, we can kind of take a step back, think about it and be like, okay, does that really make sense from kind of what I know in general? And if someone's helping you eat healthier, make healthier decisions, eat more protein, you know, eat veg- fruits and vegetables, you know, have a balanced diet, you don't have to hate your life to live a healthy one. And then, you know, help you move more in in your day to day life. I, I think that's probably a good, you know, general, you're, you're on the right track.
1: You should always remember with gurus and influencers alike, they're always pandering towards the most desperate of people. The people that want the easy fix and the the thing where they can just snap their fingers and turn life around. As as a physical therapist, can you tell us right now, is that even possible?
3: Well, I mean, I think it depends on, you know, what what you're doing. If you if it's losing fifty pounds, no, it's not gonna happen tomorrow. You didn't put it on tomorrow. But you know, if it's something as easy as, you know, you're diabetic and, you know, this is probably not what a guru said, but let's put it, you're diabetic or something like that. And your insulin's off, or your blood glucose is off. And it's as easy as an adjustment of medication or an adjustment in diet. That could be a tomorrow thing. You feel way better and you're, you're more energized and stuff like that. But hopefully you're not following any like diabetes gurus out there. You're just following a medical <laughs> you're you know, a physician, yeah. or a medical advice on that end. But, but, you know, I think in general, um, you know, you get, you got to, focus on, you know, building a healthier life. I think way too many people when it goes into trying to make these changes has this idea on, you know, I'm changing everything tomorrow. I'm going all in and, you know, I'm not even looking at dessert. I'm staying six feet away from carbs and it's like just unrealistic (laughs) and unsustainable. And you end up holding on for dear life for like a week or two. And then you fall back off and you're You know, in the fitness industry, we call it yo-yo dieting. You're on, off, on, off, on, off. And you look years and years down the line and you're in the same spot, maybe worse than you were when you tried to do all these things. But you've added up like, you know, 10, 20, 30 different failed attempts. And every time you do that, it just feels like there's an even bigger wall or barrier started. So what I always tell drivers or just anyone we work with is I'd rather you start smaller, Focus on building one small change to your day-to-day routine. And then as it becomes a part of your regular routine, let's start stacking more small habits and small changes up on top of that and really focus on, is this something that I can do for the rest of my life and do it consistently? And if the answer is yes, I think you're in the right direction.
2: So with that being said, if they're going to start out small, how much time would you say they need to dedicate a day, a week? to making those changes, doing those little exercises and things like that?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on on what you're, what it is. From an exercise standpoint, you know, there there's a ton of research and there's a lot of suggestions on, you know, five sections of five minutes can be really beneficial and add up. So it could be something as you just go for a five minute walk, a 10 minute walk, you do some exercises or stretches in the back of your truck for 15 minutes a day or, me. You know, 20 minutes, three times a week. It doesn't have to be every single day. But on the nutrition side of things, it could be as easy as you're going down the lane at the truck stop. And instead of grabbing a Snickers bar, you're grabbing a protein bar, right? Or, you know, instead of grabbing this, you're grabbing that. And there's no extra time. It's just maybe a little bit of a um, getting educated on which ones are healthier options and then having a little bit of self-control on saying, hey, I'm going to make this small change. I know the Reese's look really good or whatever it is looks really good but i'm gonna make the healthier choice here
1: there's no excuse for it anymore too mark because i had a protein bar the other day that tasted like a damn piece of birthday cake it's so (laughs) you can get whatever you want out there and and i'm sure they've got a snickers bar one if peanut butter cups are your thing i mean look you can make peanut butter healthy right just just get kind of the sugar out of it a little bit and you know move forward right well the quest
3: protein has actual uh, Reese's like protein peanut butter cups. So there, there you, you go. go. Yeah, yeah.
0: There you go. <laughs> What's your recommended and your favorite protein bar for Trekkers?
3: Oh man. Um, you know, everyone's got a little bit of a different taste palette. Uh, I I personally really like pure protein. Um, they're they're okay. awesome. They taste really good. The peanut butter one and then the chocolate chip cook, cookie dough one is really good.
2: That sounds delicious.
3: Yeah, yeah, they are. They are pretty good. Uh, the one protein, I think it's just, literally just one protein. Um, I find those at at, at loves, but and and quest are good as well. Um, I think the big thing from a protein standpoint is looking for something that uh, there's a lot of things that are like nutritional bars or protein bars. I would say if you look at the uh, on the back of the nutrition label and it's got more than 10 or 15 grams of protein, that 20 grams of protein per serving is a really good sweet spot and then less than three grams of sugar if it's got a ton of sugar in it there's some bars and and there's like some bars that like have like maybe 10 grams of protein and like you know 10 to 15 grams of sugar in it and I, those are not the worst thing in the world but there's better options out there and you know they're they're the same price they're just as easy to grab instead the one bars are
1: so good the glazed maple donut okay i, I can't i i will not feel okay about it even though i feel like it's a pretty good choice i still can't <laughs> feel good about it because of how good it tastes i feel like i'm doing well something
0: there you wrong. go there you go when i when i started working out i actually started with the zone bars and they had i looked in about a year after and i saw that there was so much added sugars in them like 10 11 grams per serving um i switched to the rx bars um and they have so much less sugar and it's natural it's like through dates and whatnot so uh that's what i did but we're talking about truckers we want to know are there any alarming stats or tidbits that truckers should be aware of concerning health
3: yeah, I mean, I think in general, if you're a truck driver, it, it's not an alarming stat, especially just looking at the lifestyle, uh, especially the over the road drivers who, you know, maybe are sitting behind the wheel for, you know, 11 hours a day, potentially out on the road on the job for 14 hours a day. Um, and then you you're at the truck stop. and You're just looking around at some of the other drivers, or just some of the other drivers in your fleet. I don't think it's alarming to say, you know, the scary amount of obesity and diabetes within the industry. When you look at some of the numbers, uh, you know, the CDC says seven out of every ten truck drivers are obese. Um, there's some other data that shows, you know, eighty-five to ninety percent are overweight or obese. Um, from a diabetes standpoint, it's much higher than. The American average, one out of every seven truck drivers have type 2 diabetes. The American Diabetes Association says around one in every three Americans has pre diabetes, which is kind of like you're tiptoeing down the path of getting diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And so um, when you look at the sedentary lifestyle, the diet choices, some of these other stress factors, I would probably argue that there's a higher. Uh, percentage of truck drivers um, than one in every three Americans uh, in general. And then the scariest stat to me and the one, you know, when I was kind of getting in and learning more about the industry that was like, holy crap, how can we ignore this anymore? Was that as a whole truck drivers have a life expectancy, 16 years less than the average population. Wow. Wow.
1: That's so much more than I thought it would be.
3: 16 years. uh, And it's like, to me, um, I don't think anyone's career should define their health. And when you kind of see some of these stats, when you see that life expectancy, when you talk to a lot of drivers out there, unfortunately, I feel like that's exactly what's happening. And I I think from an industry-wide standpoint, there's a lot of problems with that. And I think there's a lot of problems with the driver, the quality of life and some of the turnover and some of the risk in general that our current drivers are facing. But I think from an overarching, just like taking a holistic, you know, bird's eye view, I think there's a huge problem with how are we trying to get this next generation into the industry? And if we see some of these stats, we see some of these people who, you know, they're very open about how difficult it can be in this industry to be a driver. I think it's going to be a hard sell if there's not some real systemic changes within the industry to start getting some of those new newer drivers in. And plus, you know, new people, you know, younger people in general care about their health. They're a little bit more health conscious. And I think that, you know, that's one of the big things for us is, hey, we're we're trying to cater to that.
0: So Mark, you've touched on, yeah, they could take walks for five to 10 minutes, but in 2023... For the new years, if a trucker, young or old, wants to make a change this new year, how do you recommend they start that fitness journey?
3: Yeah, man, I think I think the first thing I would say is just kind of take a step back and you know really try to figure out what your why and reason for doing this is. Um, I think that's a big motivator and a big thing from a behavior change standpoint is you know why are you wanting to make this change and really go deeper? Is it like, hey, I don't want to be a part of that statistic of I don't want to die early is it I want to be there for my grandkids is it I want to you know be able to jump in my truck and not have to you know have a achy knee every time I step on on the ladder what what is the reason behind why you are wanting to make this change I think that's number 1 write it down be as specific and detailed as you can with that because you know, the more deep and, and internal you get with that, the more just motivating it will be long term. Because with any journey, there's going to be ups and downs. And on those downs, when you're thinking about your why, that's what's going to keep you going. Um, but the, I think from the other aspect, it kind of goes back to the whole mantra of it, our culture in general. This is outside of trucking, has that all or nothing mindset of I got to change everything tomorrow. And I would just steer mm-hmm. as far away from that as possible and just look at your day-to-day life, and let's like pick out one or two low-hanging fruit things that you're like, hey, I'm motivated, plus this small change would not be that big of a difference in my day-to-day life. Let me just make this change, and let me focus on just nailing and checking that off every single day until it's something that subconsciously I'm not even thinking about, and it's just a part of my routine. And then re-go back and say, all right, now let me look at my day-to-day life. What's another change? And just keep going and going and going. And then all of a sudden you're like, Holy crap, I've lost 20 pounds. I feel much better and and I'm consistently making some of these habits. Yeah.
1: I love this mindset because I like the one thing that keeps me out of the gym, Mark, is thinking I gotta go spend an hour at the gym. I gotta get all this stuff in. I gotta make sure and hit my cardio and my stretching and my lifting. And by the time I've even picked up my keys, it already feels like too much. But like <laughs> you said taking the dog for a walk going for a walk just you know maybe hitting two or three extra sets of stairs rather than just going upstairs and sitting is so much easier than compiling all this stuff on top of
3: itself yeah you know, there's some people who just aren't gym people and that's okay you know and and maybe saying gym people is not the right thing term but whatever it is to hell with
0: him call jim yeah exactly right (laughs) i'm a gym person
3: so shut up caleb (laughs) Uh, it's okay but what i'm saying is there's some people who just um and and there's a lot of drivers who fit into this ring where it's just not realistic for them to have to find a gym where they can park their truck and then hope and pray that there's park truck you know truck parking after they get done with the gym and then it's a headache of trying to figure out because they're in a new place every single day, what gyms will allow a semi in there? What gyms can they go at yeah. and get access to? Do they have to pay a day pass for it? Or is there one that is all over the place? And then it's like stacking up. Oh, and then after that, they're like, well, what the heck am I going to do once I'm here? Right. And so I, I think that's one of the things that we try to do. And we've got, you know, exercise routines that drivers can do that are personalized based off of Number one, their fitness level. That's something that's really important to me. Everyone's got a different starting point Two, where they want to work out at. So we've got programs they can do in the back of their truck, outside of their truck, or at home, I guess at the at-home stuff they could do at a gym if they are a gym person. Um, and then, you know, the other aspect is we give them all the equipment they need. So they all get a free resistance band um, and they follow along on our app right on their phone and they just click start. And they just do it anywhere at any time. So if they got 10 minutes waiting for their next load and they want to go in the back of their truck and get a quick circuit of a bunch of different exercises or some stretches, they just open up our app and do it. And I think it's kind of really giving drivers the resources and the coaching and the accountability that they need to do it anywhere at any time. And I think that opens up and cuts down a ton of barriers that have stopped a lot of drivers in the past from saying, Oh, crap. Okay, well, now I got to get a gym membership. Now I got to figure out, you know, where this gym's at. I got to figure out what to do when I'm at the gym. I got to figure out, you know, uh, all these other things. And it's just like easier to say, now I'm okay, uh, than actually do it.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned the bands and whatnot. What other type of equipment do you recommend, if any, that drivers get because equipment can be expensive, especially in the workout space? Yeah,
3: you know, I mean, I think a lot of drivers can get a ton done with a resistance band and body weight, a resistance band's lightweight, you can with some creativity, you can do almost any exercise with it. And you can store it in your truck and it doesn't, you know, it's not a a big inconvenience and it doesn't add a bunch of weight to your scale. Uh, we, We actually supply chain fitness as a whole, uh, we're partnered with nationwide insurance on their commercial side of things. And when we were talking to them and working with them and their risk management people, one of the stories that they were saying is they had an accident one time where someone, a driver had a 20 pound dumbbell in the back of their truck and then ran into the back of something. And that 20 pound dumbbell turned into a 20 pound projectile. It was flying through the air. And so, you know, obviously that's like worst case scenario, but in general, um, you can get a ton done with a resistance band. There's different, you know, thickness levels. There's different styles where you can do any exercise and you kind of progress as you get stronger. Or if there's other exercises that you needed a little bit lighter, you can have options there as well.
2: And I mean, initially, I didn't even give any thought to adding weight to the scale when thinking about exercise equipment in the truck. So that's a really cool thing that you guys thought about. I mean, I'm sure the drivers are thinking about it. Um, Me being a four-wheeler, wasn't thinking about that piece. But the resistance band is a really good compact way to have the driver be able to exercise. And I really appreciate the app piece because I know that motivation is the biggest setback for me. So being able to just open my phone and get on and do an exercise that is already predetermined for me would take a lot of that pressure off. I think drivers would really appreciate that.
3: Well, and and you're, you're spot on because to me, obviously, the, the personalized exercise, the habit-based nutrition program is a ton of value. But where I think is undervalued for a lot of people is that accountability piece. And in general, what I've noticed just as a whole working with a ton of drivers, working with even people in the office and in the warehouse and the shop is most people lack that accountability and that person who's holding them to some of these changes and checking in on them and being able to kind of see behind the scenes of, okay, are you actually making some of these changes versus, you know, you're at you're at the terminal and your manager's like, hey, you know, did you make that, you know, did you, you know, cut down on the roller dogs this week or whatever it is? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, 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 I did. I, I think I did, blah, blah, blah. And they're just kind of, talking out of their ass versus actually <laughs> having some data yeah. behind, okay, you are making these changes and you know, here's how we're gonna progress it, or hey Caleb, you haven't been showing up this week. You know, what do we need to do to adjust it or make a change to get you back on the right path? And I think that's a that's a ton of value there. And a lot of drivers just with some of the, you know, in general, the isolated lifestyle and being away from home and away from a you know a core group of people A lack in their life. And I think it's a huge value.
2: Absolutely.
1: It's so easy to not do something when you don't have that that fear of somebody looking over your shoulder or judging you or whatever the case is. Like if I'm up here in my little studio, this is my whole world and I, I can do all the wrong things in the world. But the minute I walk downstairs and my wife's looking at me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I have something else to worry about here and I so accountability for me it's like you mentioned roller dogs I had very little accountability in college and roller dogs were a main food group so <laughs> I think that, that just really kind of goes to show it, it can be very easy to to lose sight and and not worry about the stuff that
3: actually matters well and Marcus you know you were saying kind of like a uh, it- I don't ever want drivers to feel like we're big brother staring over their shoulder saying, Hey, you need to do this. But I always kind of describe coaching and the accountability aspect of it's a really good balance between empathy and pushing people to, uh, you know, get better. Right. And there's certain people who are motivated a little bit more of some of that, you know, football coach mentality of, hey man, come on, let's get this going. You need to get down and give me 20 or whatever it is. And then there's other people who um, just want a little bit of a softer approach, want some more empathy, want someone who they can feel comfortable sharing some of the things that they're struggling with. And I think that also is an added benefit to the personalization because we try to really meet each person where they're at and give them the coaching that makes sense for their preferences, their lifestyle, and them as a person. And so that's something that's important to me as well.
1: And once again, if you're listening to this and you're interested, Supply Chain Fitness is where you can find all of these things that Mark is describing. So make sure to go check them out. Um, I, we were talking about this when we were meeting about this this conversation and, and wondering... Back problems have to be a big thing in the trucking industry with as much sitting and as much uh of uh, you know heavy lifting that has to be done from time to time. How do you recommend uh keeping a healthy back on the road? Are there any stretches or anything that you recommend watching out for?
3: Yeah, so when you look at some of the research they've actually did they did this one study where they surveyed I think I want to say it was 130,000. It was over 100,000 truck drivers and they they asked them about some of the pain points of discomfort pain and what they found was neck, shoulders and low back were the three areas of most pain discomfort um and and obviously just in general as american in in america low back pain is a huge problem and when you have mm-hmm. the sedentary lifestyle, you have the amount of obesity and some of these other factors, stress and you know the mental aspect of it because that's a piece to pain and and how people respond to, uh, aches and pains. Uh, yeah, there, there is, there's a lot of drivers who suffer from that. And I think in general, what I would say, similar to being healthy, the best way to prevent it or, you know, work through it is become more active, become, you know, eat healthier, get down to a healthy weight and just in general, stay moving versus going from sitting behind your seat to, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom, take a shower, then I'm going to go watch Netflix in my bed, or I'm going to get up and repeat, repeat, repeat. And so the aspect of moving, even if it's going for a walk, if it is doing some exercises, resistance training, or some some stretching, that's awesome. I don't know if I would say, hey, do this one specific exercise or this specific exercise. Being on the physical therapy side of things, if you do hear, hey, this is the one exercise you need to do to, you know, stop back pain that's kind of moving a little bit closer to that guru maybe you want to take a step back away from that now there definitely are some stretches and stuff in general that hit those areas that can give relief but in general some people it might give some relief some people it might be more irritating so it's just a person by person preference and you got to figure out you know in general all right i've got an achy low back this stretch or this exercise makes it feel better this one doesn't. I'm gonna do, you know, some more of these exercises.
1: Copy.
2: And I don't know about you, but I find that when I'm doing an exercise or making that small change in my life, if I do that repeatedly, I see a little bit of a change. It makes me that much more motivated to not only continue but to grow that. And I think that with truckers being out on the road all the time, um, you know, being able to see that small change in their life might be an even bigger change to them because they are stuck in that cab a lot more. Um, you know, I get to move around and walk around my house, do different things. So I think that what your program is doing is really neat. Would you say that you see that difference when they really stick to that first change with these drivers?
3: I think you're spot on because, uh, you know, in general, uh, when you're making some of these changes, I think it's really, really important to uh, reward the small wins and and just get yourself in that, hey, I'm building up these small wins and I'm making some of these changes. And You know, depending on where your starting point is. Um, And, you know, there's a, like I said, there's a lot of drivers who, you know, maybe are diabetic, maybe are obese or overweight. And, you know, they're starting at, you know, 350 pounds or they're starting at, you know, 350 pounds. They haven't done anything since high school football. A lot of people are very, very shocked at the impact that small changes can have. And the one example I always give is we had a driver who was diabetic, overweight, um, and when I was doing the one-on-one onboarding call that we do with each of our members, when they start, I always ask, Hey, you know, what do you feel like is, you know, the, what, what's one change you could make today that you're motivated and you feel like is the biggest thing holding you back. And what he said was every single day while driving down the road, he drinks 24. Pepsi's two packs of pep. Yes. I didn't even know it was possible. I did not even know it was possible. Wow. 24 sodas a day. Wow. We we didn't even focus on exercise. We didn't focus on anything. All we did was we started making some small changes and it wasn't, you know, cold turkey day one, no more Pepsi. It was, hey, let's focus on, you know, let's maybe instead of, you know, 12 sodas today, let's do, you know, 10 sodas and two waters or one water making some small adjustments here and there. And just from, you know, over the next couple of months cutting down on the amount of soda he was drinking, he got his blood glucose levels in check, you know, shocker. Right. Uh, And then also he was was losing more weight and he, he uh, just felt better, more energized in general. And it was just from that one change. And now most people listening to this are probably not drinking 20, 24 sodas a day, but, Even one of those big gulps that has, you know, 108 ounces of of soda in it has, you know, probably, you know, hundreds of grams of sugar, hundreds of hundreds of calories and just a transition to a diet soda cuts out a ton of calories that can add up over time and help them lose weight. And so it's like just thinking through life on that you know, constraint of what's like a small swap that wouldn't change my day-to-day routine that much, but could make a big impact if I did it consistently for days, weeks, months at a time.
1: Incremental change. It's its always the way to go for me because I mean, once again, I have never drank 24 Pepsis in a day, but there was a few times in college, once again, where I tried to do that with beer. And it okay. was like, if I'm <laughs> going to back off on this and ever come back. I have to try just 20 beers tonight let's go 18 tonight let's keep backing it off but you talked about rewarding yourself for those little victories um I, I gotta know you seem like a very healthy guy obviously you're very educated in this area um what's your favorite uh healthy meal that's that's totally okay and you don't feel any guilt from and also what's a favorite splurge meal for you when you're really just letting
3: the wheels come off okay I'll I'll give you uh, I'll give you a healthy Healthy with quotations dessert that my wife and I have been eating every single like most not every single night a lot of nights throughout <laughs> the week because I do have a sweet tooth. It's that good. Um, what we do is, uh, there is Breyers has a no sugar added um vanilla bean ice cream, so it's like 110 oh. calories per serving. Um, so I'll have one or two servings of that, and then I'll have an A and W a zero root beer. In my opinion, one of oh, the yeah. best zero or diet sodas out there, and I'll make a root beer float, and it'll be like 200 calories, and it oh, is so good. That it's, sounds so, I don't so have, good. Yes, Man. yes that that's my Ooh. that's my go to. I like the Briars ice cream better than like a Halo Top or some of these other diet oh, ones. Yeah. I think the diet ones kind of I don't know. There's something off there, so I just kind of go with the less sugar added one, and you know, 110 calories per serving. That's, that's pretty good. Um, compared to, you know, even like a protein bar or something like that, where, you know, it could be a cheat meal. And then my go-to, uh, man, I mean, I have a sweet tooth. Like I said, he, I I don't say no to pizza too often. So, you know, pizza, um, (laughs) you know, uh, in in St. Louis, there's a restaurant, um, my Amanda, that's my wife's name. Amanda and I really like is our like go-to favorite place. It's called sauce on the side. And it's like, it has these specialized calzones that they do. And the whole thing is like the typically calzones will have like sauce in it. But what they do is they just fill it up with meat, cheese and other things and then put the sauce on the side. So when you bite into it, it's not sauce going out of it, but it's just cheese and like deliciousness. So Uh, that, that's my, uh, go-to cheat meal.
0: I'm getting a flight into St. Louis.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Count me in.
0: But that's the thing. You were just talking about a splurge meal and it's, it's, we had that culture. We had that mindset about, we have to change all or nothing in America. And you, a very fit guy, we can see you on camera. You, you still (laughs) have those cheat meals. So for the drivers out there that are wanting to change this new year's, their, their habits, it, doesn't have to be all or nothing. I want drivers to be mindful of that because that is something that we have such a misconception about in in our culture today and you talked about the why earlier and I wanted to get back to that a little bit. We see a lot of drivers that are worried about passing their DOT physical. Do you have any tips on how they can prepare for that um, whether they have one month or three months to get there?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, especially when you look at the DOT physicals and getting handed temporary cards or failing a physical, you know, some of the big things that are triggering that is diabetes and hypertension, which are both chronic diseases that um, lifestyle is a huge contributor, both the management and prevention too. And so just like we've been talking about for the last, you know, 30, you know, 40 minutes, it's making some of these small changes to your day-to-day routine to live a healthier one what, you know, what you can do if, you know, you already are struggling with high blood pressure or controlling your blood glucose on the diabetes side of things is talk to your doctor, figure out a way to, you know, get it managed if it's with medication or if it's, you know, through other lifestyle suggestions. Um, And, you know, the best time to start is today. You know, they always say the best time to start was 10 years ago, but today's the second (laughs) best time to start, but it, it doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's focusing on today and what you can control and, when you look at it from that perspective, it's a lot easier than looking at all the things out on the road that you can't control and just feeling down about it.
1: We're going to talk about this here in just a few minutes uh, amongst the three of us after we let you go. But I got to know from you, uh, you look like you're a guy that does some working out. So what's on your workout playlist? Like what What is it that goes in the ears that brings out that motivation in you to be healthy?
3: Oh man, Uh, it depends on the day. Um, So I'm typically uh, a podcast guy when I work out. uh, To be honest, Uh, I like I like podcasts. I like listening to, yeah, a podcaster. I don't really. I like eBooks, but I have to take notes while while listening to eBooks. So I don't really do that while in the gym. Um, But if I'm listening to music, it will be um, Drake. Or early two thousands hip hop.
1: Okay, okay,
3: okay. Gotcha. A yeah.
1: little bit of a little bit of uh, some some death row record stuff. Some and Some Biggie in there. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And also like two thousand ten uh, hip hop as well. And, and that yes. that type of style and rap. So yeah.
1: Okay. Well, uh, you know, I've got a really good podcast to uh, recommend to you. It's called Unplugged OTR. It's this whole thing about truckers. (laughs) If you get a chance, you know, check that one out while you're uh, while you're getting a a gym sweat on. But uh, (laughs) and and to be honest with you, I'm I'm like a punk rock guy, and I think that might be one of my main downfalls. I always want to listen to the music I love at the gym. Uh, But I had a buddy of mine who was a big runner one time he was listening to this song and he's like, I finally found it. I found a song that has the right beats per minute for me to run to. And I run at this perfect speed and I get like peak performance out of it. For me, I'm always listening to something that's going so fast. I'm out of energy in 10 minutes. I just want to go home. So that's (laughs) why I asked the playlist question. I'm, I'm trying to find the right thing. I listened to metal for a while. I broke three mirrors in my gym. They won't let me back into that one. (laughs) So, uh, you know,
0: it's it's just a question that we're constantly asking people. Caleb, did you have anything else? Well, I just wanted to know, Mark, one more thing. So we talked about there's maybe not specific exercises that you recommend for everybody. But one thing is in common that all these drivers have is that they're holding a steering wheel and driving for 10 plus hours a day. Are there any exercises that drivers can do while driving?
3: Uh, so what I would recommend is uh, focus on the road, drive safely you've got a family you need to get back to let's not distract yourself the only thing i'd recommend for your health that you can do is do and and this isn't a video this isn't video recorded but do less of uh you know the 12 ounce curls where you're (laughs) drinking uh drinking a bunch of soda or you've got the whole bag of doritos in the passenger seat um put some healthy snacks that you can eat throughout the day um get all of the other unhealthy junk the you know oatmeal cream pies, the chocolate chip cookies, the bag of Doritos out of arm's reach, um, and have as many zero or low calorie drinks as you want throughout the day. Obviously you can't stop and pee every five minutes. So you got to focus on that, but, um, having those healthy options there. And then when you're driving and behind the wheel, focus on driving, be safe. There's way too much, you know, going on, uh, when, when you're driving to do any exercise or do anything. Um, And when you're on your mandatory, you know, your 30 minute break or, you know, your pre-trip before you drive or right after you get done driving, you put the truck in park, move a little bit, stretch, get out, walk around, do some exercise, do some activity. Um, and then you know, focus on your job when you're behind the wheel. Great advice.
1: Yeah, that is great advice, and and I'm glad to hear it too because I think that's always the 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 best advice you can give a trucker is is focus on the road, be safe, get home to your family. Like that's that's paramount. So I have to ask you if you have like a favorite story through Supply Chain Fitness that's that's come to you, or a favorite um, a transformation that you might want to tell us about, or or maybe just if you want to be in general when if you don't have a specific one, when you feel the best about the results that you see?
3: Any of that? I would say my like craziest transformation story was either with the guy that I was telling you about with the soda. Um and then there was another guy who's I think now down like forty or fifty pounds. Um who's just been wow. chugging away uh since the summer, which him. is awesome. Uh but you know I think the biggest thing for me is when I open up our, our back end on on and looking at every all the the drivers and and checking in on all of them is just seeing, you know, when drivers are doing exit workouts, doing, uh doing, you know, the habits that they're doing and checking off and it's a consistent thing throughout the day. And then, you know, we have within our app, they've got 24 seven access to message a coach so they can ask questions, you know, bring up different things. And so when I get messages of, hey, I just lost, you know, I'm down three pounds from last week or I'm down, you know, I've lost 10 pounds since joining the program. Obviously, those feel pretty good to get as well
1: that's great and I think it's important once again if you're out there listening and you're considering supply chain fitness to help yourself through uh, we're sitting here talking to the guy who you're you're going to be corresponding with and I, I can feel the genuine excitement when you tell those stories I, I we don't have a video element to the podcast here but I can see it in your face that it, it really does make you uh, you get something out of it which means you're putting a lot into it and um, I, I think it's just an awesome thing uh, definitely check out supply chain fitness uh, where's all the places that that we can find you? Where are you located at on, on the web, obviously?
3: Yeah, so supplychainfitness.com. Uh, if you look up Supply Chain Fitness on, on any social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we're all there. Um, if you're on LinkedIn and you're a little bit more on the professional side of things and want to wanna be on LinkedIn, uh, you can go to Dr. Mark Manera. Uh, I post pretty consistently on there and I'd love to talk. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, if the beginning of the year, a lot of people are thinking about their health And I think the best time to start is today and just focus on one small thing that you can do to, you know, start taking steps in the right direction.
1: Dr. Mark Manera, thank you so much for joining us today on Unplugged OTR. Uh, I can't wait to have you back on again because the next time you come on this podcast, we're going to have a whole other pocket full of questions just like these ones to ask you. You've been wonderful. Thank you so much.
3: Uh, Thank you so much for having me. It was great meeting all of you. I can't
1: wait to have Dr. Mark back on the uh, podcast again because he's one of those people that even if he's not targeting you with the things he's talking about, the whole time he's talking, I'm sitting there going, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I could do that. And one of those things that I was thinking of is just walking my dogs. Like, I, I know that I can get out there a little bit more and and have a little bit more exercise. Do something that's good for all of us, because I know these two corgis are like living with one of those cartoon uh, dust wads where people are fighting and it moves <laughs> through the room and it just collects things. <laughs> uh, that's I need to get them outside and, and and get some of that energy out. And I also probably need to get some of my own nervous energy out. Um, do you guys? I know you're both dog lovers. Do your dogs help you stay fit in any way, shape, or form, or do you try to incorporate that into the daily routine?
0: Yeah. So my dog Ollie is is amazing. He expects. It's not like he. It's not like he wants. He expects. Like it's a requirement. Two walks every day. Oh, and two. And I, I do one in the morning, and I do one at, in the evening. And it sucks right now because it's cold as balls outside, but. I love love walking him because he gets so much enjoyment out of it, and I mean, not this time of the year, but we usually go pretty far ways. I probably walk him about a mile a day, I would say, in, in total, which is, I guess, I know I said I hate cardio, but that's... That's kind of I guess the but cardio that I, I cardio. enjoy. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's not like running on a treadmill.
1: And it all depends on your pace too, because I was yeah. I was reading about some uh, like speed walkers, and I wanted to know like what uh, what a high intensity walk was. And you've got to be moving about like in the neighborhood of four miles an hour, and that's really fast for a lot of people. I'm I'm a fast walker because I'm just riddled with anxiety, so I already walk that fast. But for <laughs> most people, that pace is kind of blistering. So, um, how about you, Maria? You've got some dogs running around there and you've got like acreage. So how do you work that in?
2: Um, I should walk them more. I'll start with that. Uh, but, On that note, I do have a little tether that's tied up outside my back door, which is how they go outside to use the restroom. So I'll hook them up to that. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm not quite like Caleb walking a mile a day with my pups. But uh, when they do go outside, I have one escape puppy. Um, He likes to disappear and wiggle his way out of his harness and take off across 400 plus acres of land he really doesn't know how to navigate solo. So uh, whether I want to run or not, I am forced to do so at least once a week.
1: I really thought you were going to say there's a tether out in the lawn, so sometimes I put the collar on and just do some laps myself, (laughs) but...
2: I mean, you know, I, I think I reserve that for like Tuesdays when I'm real bored before all my <laughs> okay. start for the day.
1: All right, good. I'm, I'm glad to know that you use it like, because I'm, once again, I'm trying to glean as many tips as I can from as many people as I can because although I don't necessarily claim it, I sort of have what you would call a dad bod, which just 10 short Ooh. years ago, this was called like a beer belly. Or like a beer gut, which I could deal with because it it contained beer. And it, I'm not a dad, but I'm still a little mushy around the middle, more mushy than I would like to be. You're a dog dad,
0: Marcus.
2: Dog dad bod.
0: Now I can own it. Dog dad bod. Yeah. I love that.
2: Hey,
1: for our
0: audience, tell us your dog's name, Marcus.
1: Oh yeah. I have two. I have two corgis. The oldest one is named Detective Elliot Stabler um as i am a giant fan of law and order svu and that's christopher maloney's character who criminally (laughs) underrated actor okay and uh the uh the youngest corgi of the two is named lieutenant dan because he ain't got no legs
2: he's so cute
1: and your
0: kids are so proud of your dad bod let me just tell you
1: i hope so i mean look if i had a shredded midsection and i was out here with my own eight pack like they would not enjoy laying on my belly as
0: much i guarantee you true but is the dad bod in
1: like this? Is, is. is it, it in? Is it my
0: house?
2: It's totally in.
0: Okay, I you're a female, Maria, and I just wanted to get your opinion because it's like I I don't have a dad bod, like I I don't have like a six pack either, but I'm, I guess I'm in between. I guess is what there I would say. So I don't many know
2: levels of thought to why dad bod is in, but my thought process goes to when did dad bod become the thing because I'm thinking back to like pop culture things that may have sparked this and did you guys see the Thor movie where he's (laughs) fat oh yeah yeah Um, because I feel like we idolize Thor as being this very like six-pack strong man everyone's attracted to him and then they put him in the movie with a dad bod and everyone still was attracted to him so is that what started it
0: I don't know exactly. There's been studies actually done about the dad bod because it's so popular now. Um, and I know a lot of people like the dad bod because people with it seem more reliable and trustable. Attainable like, also. The, yeah, attainable. And so like, hey, I'll tell you, no, you've just got to do some <laughs> really messed up shit first. Okay.
2: <laughs> Deal. That's, that's, that's probably right, Marcus
0: yeah advanced dermatology found that 70% of women are a fan of the dad bod that's like crazy I think like I mean I I mean I guess I'm not a woman so I can't tell you but like that's awesome that it's we're moving away from like oh yeah a six-pack only to people like being fan of something that's more attainable and it's not like it's unhealthy per se but it's it's real it's a it's real it's also not healthy per se yeah, well,
2: yeah, it's like uh, a, yeah, a, a
0: it depends <laughs> what do you define the dad bod as because I think of the dad bod as somebody who does have a little bit of muscle behind like themselves, but then they just have a like a bit of a belly, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I think the reason it's it's a popularized thing is because there's a lot of us and I will put myself squarely in the group that were maybe high school athletes. Maybe we did some intramurals in college or had some dreams yeah. of maybe walking onto the baseball team or something, but as the parties continued to come down the uh, the pike and the, the baseball team never called, uh, you, you kind of just found yourself down one path rather than the other. And I want to know from Maria too, I think there's two reasons here that the dad bod is kind of a sought after thing. And I want to know how close I am, okay? One... The dad bod is the picture of I don't care. You cannot shake my confidence because I always think of dad bod as, yeah, a little squishy in the middle, a little bit of muscle behind it, like Caleb said. But I also think new balances and jean shorts. And if that (laughs) doesn't signal that you have either given up or you just don't give a damn what anybody else thinks. Which I think is most of it. I, I I feel like there's less give up and more don't give a damn. My
2: my thought on that is what I was getting ready to say right before you said that, which is crazy, is that I feel like it's attractive to be content with yourself. And I don't mean that these guys are not ever going to grow or be a different kind of person or whatever that is. But to be content with how you look and to be happy, I feel like that's what that speaks to sometimes. I mean, it could be the opposite also. It could be like, I hate myself and everything sucks and I'm going to go eat some ho-hos. <laughs> I think to me, it's spot on for some people.
0: Yeah. And again, we don't want to be like advertising. The dad bod isn't necessarily an unhealthy lifestyle. No, it's just, not at all. It, it's just something you acquire over time and it's natural for a lot of people and people become comfortable in that body and like why not it shows that you're confident usually and that's something that is admirable and if you're a trucker and you think the dad bod's cool especially female truckers if you think the dad's bod's cool tell us at say hi slash otr because we want to know if that 70 percent statistic is actually true
1: now something that we asked uh, dr mark that i i wanted to get into with you guys as well because we're working on Motivation for Marcus—that's what this whole episode's about. Just in case yep. you guys were confused, all about Marcus it about again, always about exercising Marcus. you. Know, t- hey, I
0: gave you one segment at the beginning of the show, Mister, and if you would like to get another <laughs> one, what about the New Year's resolution, Marcus? Are you gonna like stop talking here soon?
1: Button it, okay? Um, I want to know what is on your guys's workout playlists. <laughs> And I have a funny story. The reason that I, I want to bring this up is because way back when I first got my my original Spotify premium membership, I first fronted the $3.99 a month or whatever it was years ago, I had plans. That, okay, I'm, gonna Spotify, I'm going to get on Spotify. I am going to curate a, a living playlist of songs that will help me pass the time at the gym, stuff that I really like. And so I named this playlist Workout. Okay. Ooh, to this original. day, it is, it is still in my phone as workout. It is 100% my go-to playlist at all times. I have can count on one hand the amount of times I've listened to it at a gym, but there's over 65 hours of music on this thing, and Holy I haven't worked smokes. out to any of it. Um, so my workout playlist is just that. It's all of the songs that I would want to hear when I'm having the worst time of my life. and uh that's what gets me through the gym is trying to listen to something a lot of it's metal a lot of punk rock uh very angry stuff because that's me at the gym i'm angry i don't want to be there
0: (laughs) maria what about you do you have uh any crazy songs in your playlist
2: See, the thing is, I, I made a workout playlist much like Marcus in hopes that I would be in the gym listening to it, which very quickly turned into me just listening to it anyways. And then I ended up changing the title of my playlist. It no longer says workout um, because I don't frequently and should more. Um, but my, my playlist is, is songs that um, make me happy songs that make oh, okay. me want to do good things um or that just kind of like get my blood pumping um it's not necessarily songs you would think of working out to but i really love Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin the Rat Pack is kind wow. of my favorite thing and so um i can't really imagine working out to most of their songs but that's that's originally I, what my plan was
0: i can't imagine working out to come fly with come fly with me you know like can you imagine hearing that while you're just like benching like 140 I, I just Ooh, I, I think don't know it's about because that I'm one. not a
2: bencher. I don't bench anything. So when I go to the gym, I'm like stretching. I'm using the stair stepper. I'm walking on the treadmill. Those sorts of things that are more like chill. And I just need my brain to turn off.
0: It's more of a beautiful art when you yeah. go work out. It sounds like, Maria, instead of like those guys grunting on the benches or squats. Like I'm and, not even sure that I'm breaking
2: um, a sweat to Frank Sinatra at this point, but it's still lovely little listen to like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's great. relaxing. Yeah.
0: It's great music. I, my workout playlist is an actual workout playlist. Um, because again, I do work out like a decent that's the amount. Second
1: time, that's the second time that you've made me feel immediately terrible about my own habits in this podcast,
0: but go
2: ahead,
1: yeah. please. Continue. <laughs> hey, remember
2: I'm going right to subway after this, <laughs> the dad bought
0: us in Marcus. So don't worry, man. Um, I, I do have, like, songs that I listen to. And so, like, probably younger truckers will relate to this more because I don't know a lot of older songs. I mean, I know Frank Sinatra, but that's not my workout playlist.
2: How dare you throw shade at me, Caleb? <laughs> have you ever
0: seen the movie Creed? Yeah. By chance? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so Creed 2 actually has one of the best, like, workout soundtracks, like, I've ever listened to. Um, and it's, it's so inspiring because it's, like, it, you know those scenes like where Creed or like Rocky are preparing to like fight the next guy and like they're really training those songs always get me going and oh man Creed 2 great soundtrack um Dr. Mark actually um mentioned it earlier about Drake and my all-time favorite workout song is Nice For What by Drake if you know that really? song
2: I didn't take you for goodness. a Drake guy but that's cool
0: tidbit i also lead worship at a church and so i when i'm in the gym i listen to like a very like more hardcore like there will be explicit like in my music but then the other playlist is totally worship and so it's just like uh you gotta like my spotify rap is like so messed up because of that (laughs) it's like walking into
2: a room with a turtleneck on you take the turtleneck off and you're covered in tattoos
0: yeah, it, that's kind of how it is. Like, the motto by Drake is such a, like, Like I would get killed if I played that at church. But, like, and it's in my headphones when I'm in the gym. And then, like, also, like, you can't go wrong with, like, Calvin Harris, David Guetta, the Chainsmokers, any, like, EDM music I'm also a fan of. So mm. it gets me hyped. EDM
1: music just sounds like robots fighting to me. Yeah, Um, but that's just me. I'm I'm not. My wife loves it. Yeah, it's it's too much for me. But well, I mean, there you have it. And if you would like to share with us your favorite playlists, either for your OTR journeys or the time that you might spend in the gym, hit us up over at sayhi.chat slash otr and let us know because we're we're big on this playlist question, and you're going to hear it grow uh, as the podcast continues to put out episodes. Because I just like knowing what people listen to. For instance. I had no idea that Maria was going to say that she was a Rat Pack fan. And I had also no idea that Caleb was such a big fan of Creed, the band,
0: not the movie. He <laughs> listens to Creed. Nope. I listened to the movie Creed, not oh, the no. band. I heard Creed that's, that's the band. That's not what I heard. Yep. Yeah, me too. Uh, We're all out of time today. News. Thanks for
1: listening. It's Unplugged OTR. <laughs> Caleb, Maria, I'm Marcus. We're out.
2: Thanks for listening to Unplugged OTR. Remember to tell us your stories at sayhi.chad forward slash O-T-R. Again, that's sayhi.chad forward slash O-T-R. Or find us on the 104 Network social media channels. If you want to hear more about driving jobs at H&M, find them at hmtrucking.com or on Facebook. Tune in next time and keep the shiny side up, drivers.